Hey, it's Max here. Before we get to this week's episode, I don't know if you all heard, but Under the Influencer got nominated for Creative Loafing's Best of the Bay Best Podcast Award. And we want to thank everybody who nominated us. And now through the end of August, if you love the show, please take a second to go on their website at Creative Loafing and give us a vote for Best Podcast. It would really mean a lot to us. We're super excited that you all love the show and we want to keep doing more. And this would be a great way to just show us some love. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. Vote for us. Yay. Okay, on with the show. St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down for a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And today we have, I'm going to say real life DJ, because I work in radio, but I don't actually DJ, and I don't know if everybody knows that, but I'm here (laughs) to like come clean. (laughs) DJ and all around cool girl, Jada Abello, is here with us in the house. Well, thank you for being here. First of all, I feel like I got to know you through bartending, (laughs) which is the best way to get to know somebody. Yes. As a bartender, I made a lot of friends that way, too. Yeah. It's like one of the perks of the job. You get to know people. Uh, So were you bartending together or were you DJing somewhere where you were bartending? Oh, no. You you just came into dinner, I think. Yeah. I'm just a guest and a fan. Uh, (laughs) Guest at my bar and like. We ended up spending like an hour like deep diving on like weird St. Pete trivia. Um, I was like, this one, this one's cool. This one's cool. Amazing. Amazing. Um, But yeah, and then we've, we've, my husband and I have seen you at um, Lost and Found a couple times now. That's right. Um, I love, it's like, what do they call it? The Sunday thrift shop? We do a thrift shop Sunday every last Sunday of each month. Um, It's just a big vintage market. Um, The partner that throws it is uh, Curated Heat, which is a vintage market that's on Central Avenue, just a block away from Lost and Found. And so they got together um, and then I got in the mix somehow. (laughs) I roped in uh, the record store, Daddy Cool Records, who um, did the first couple of months with us and we've parted ways, but we've got a new vinyl vendor. And yeah, it's just kind of a celebration of anything not new. I love that. Also, Curated Heat uh, has too much of my money in their bank <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, thrifts, you can't even say thrift. It's, it's, it's like very, like they say, curated, mm-hmm, like yeah. sneakers, T-shirts, um, really cool stuff. Um, so, like, how did you how did you get into DJing? Like, how did that start for you? Um, I'm just a music lover first and record collector second. And then DJ just came out of that because I'm also a control freak. (laughs) (laughs) This needs to play after this. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I used to have a lot of house parties back in Atlanta where I would be playing records throughout the wee hours of the night. And then I just got so into it. I'm like, oh, like, what if I could actually do this in a public space? And, um, yeah, I just kind of played for drink tickets and very small amounts of money for many years early on in my career. And now it's my full-time job. And I say that full-time, meaning that it pays all my bills. What I like about it is that I don't have to spend 40 hours a week doing it. And um, yeah. That's, that's incredible. Amazing. And like true DJ cred, like no hate to any DJs out there, but like you're spinning vinyl. Not right. everybody can do that. Well, right. and you know, I had a question. I was going to ask about that because I saw you were a collector of vinyl as well. And I think there's just such a mixed perception of DJs right now because, and myself, I mean, I don't, I don't know either. You go to a club and it's a guy up there and everyone's like, he's just playing songs off his laptop. But to actually have vinyl in front of you, like that's a true art. So 
it, I'm I'm curious in the DJ community. Do you can you like spot if somebody's like not the real deal? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that that is such a. A hot issue. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, we're here bringing like, the hot say, issues. You know, <laughs> who's to say what's the real deal? Like, if it comes down to ability, you don't know where that person is in their journey or career. Like, if they're not, you know, right. the best DJ you've heard, that could be their first gig. Like, mm -hmm. so does that make them not a real DJ? It just makes them a beginner. Yeah, but um, it is true. Some people get up there and play playlists um, and are just kind of miming. But you know what? Um, there are actually some gigs that require that, believe it or not. Really? I have some friends who have been hired as a DJ and then they get there and the client is like, we actually have a playlist that we want to play. Huh. And they kind of just want you there for the they aesthetic. Just for the vibe, yeah. But wow. imagine if someone came up and filmed you and was like, oh, look at this DJ not working, but you're like, yeah. they told me working. not to, yeah. yeah. So I just oh, want to say, that is so interesting. Those gigs do exist. I've not played oh, yeah. one, but they do exist. And there are, huh. I, I, um, back in New York, I worked at uh, this bar, Hair of the Dog. It's like a college party bar. And um, we had DJs um, almost every night. And, you know, it, like you said, they, uh, the company kind of restricted a lot of what they could and could not play yeah. because they wanted a certain vibe for the, the bar. Mm -hmm. They never wanted it to get either too, uh, too heavy on dance music or too heavy on hip hop. Like they sure. wanted this like, don't specific. you dare play the cotton eye joke. <laughs> I will Listen, lose it on the right night. That thing <laughs> oh slaps. God. Every night is the right night. That was on my do not playlist at my wedding. I was like, I can't. Wow. Really? I just, something That's about it odd, is like hot take to nails on a chalkboard. I, I hate that. Much. Okay. I know you burnt that to a CD at one point in life. <laughs> don't think I forgot. Maybe that's where it Listen. stems from. <laughs> I DJ'd my mix CDs. <laughs> oh yes, Max was a DJ. I've seen yes, you, ah, you I've were seen the dancing flower. I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I moved them. Where are they? They're over there now. Um, <laughs> Max um, they DJ'd. got too much. They got too much natural light in the window. <laughs> I had to move them. Um, yes, I did. I did DJ with CDs and a crossfader. I mean, so is that not a real DJ? Well, that's a thing. There's so I many ways. Yeah, and there is definite talent for like you know ableton djing like computer djing 100%. like that is its own skill um but but what i love about what you do is like vinyl is like there's no going back there is no tempo matching there is yeah. nothing you just gotta feel it and believe it <laughs> and <Yeah>. go <laughs> yeah. and um I, I i love that As far as like vinyl collecting, like when did that start for you? Like, was there like a moment where you're like, this is now what I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I came up as a teenager in like more of a punk and hardcore scene and record collecting is just a huge part of that. Um, it's very like, you're not cool if you don't have this rare record <laughs> or like, yeah, it's just all about like this rare thing that like I have it and you don't. And so I just wanted to get in on that because that seems like, I mean, the, pe so the people in that scene were so <laughs> dumb that like, oh, wow, that's really all it takes to gain respect. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so uh, for my 16th birthday, uh, my high school boyfriend bought me a ton of records from a friend of ours that kind of like got me started. And then... I just kind of went from there and like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like just, you know, there, I started with like 45 and seven inch and the, those are like five to $10. So they're yeah. like easy to pick up a bunch of them, you know? And then eventually that just starts taking up room. And like when people come over to your apartment, like 
some people think the more books you have, the better you are, but more records, like, you know, yes. they, it really makes such a statement. Like when you go into someone's house, you're like, wow, look at all these records. It, it definitely yeah. is. And I, I, I started my, I, back in New York, I would say, I don't know, if, maybe 10 years ago or so. I remember I was at like a little vintage store that we like to go in and like one day I was just, just thumbing through and I think I saw like some horrible like Broadway show or something that I liked. I think probably <laughs> Evita. There was something ridiculous and I was like, oh, this would be funny to hang on the wall or something. Yeah. And then one day I, I didn't even have anything to play records on, but I just started buying like dollar. I, I have a soft spot for like the dollar bins. Me too. You know, yeah. like and well, it's like, um, do you remember, were you ever into the $5 DVD bins at Walmart? This oh, is yes. probably not a, uh, <laughs> it's probably not a f- fair comparison, but if you dug, same feeling though, same, same feeling. Cause if you dug far enough, you were like, Oh my gosh, this is the one movie I didn't see I wanted to see. It's like the treasure yeah. hunt of it. Yes. Finally, of I know what you did last summer, part two on DVD. I've been <laughs> waiting for this. What are we all going to do with all our DVDs? I don't even know. It's, it's, a, it's a certain kind of person, it, that treasure mm-hmm, hunter yes. mindset. Like if you like that, then you could probably get into record collecting. Mm-hmm. I That is exactly, it's a treasure hunting mindset. And that was like Sundays for me, still is to this day. Like I just... You, you cannot have a thing in mind that you want because you'll never find it. Exactly. You just have to wander in and have nothing to do and just start looking around. Yeah. And that's when that's when you lose all your money mm. in one day. But um, but yeah, and then it just slowly became and then like my husband got me a record player for like a, a birthday or Christmas. Yeah. And then there's crates and boxes and, right. and shelves. We also and- inherited a bunch from our dad was a collector. Yeah. So, and our mom too had a ton. Yeah. And the, a lot of those are in storage now because I don't have space yet. <laughs> I have a cute little shelf down there that has like two <laughs> bins of like very <laughs> curated picks that I yeah. want to make sure people see when yes. they're here. <laughs> oh, so important. Oh my God. When I was like in my early twenties and like single on the dating scene like if a guy was coming over i'm like oh let me put a cool record on but like i'm not playing it like but i was listening to yeah it, it just happens to be on there <laughs> it's like out of the sleeve sure sitting enough, on top of the machine they would always check yeah they would always check They'd always look because it'd be like oh she's a cool girl <laughs> i knew i knew i i love the feeling too like you were saying before like if you have a little dinner party you have a smaller group it's difficult if it's a big thing but the it's not like an endless Spotify play- playlist that you could just put yeah. on all day and let it go. With playing records at a at a little party, it becomes like, what do we put on next? Yes. What are, what's what are we feeling? Like it becomes part of the narrative of the night, and I love that feeling of just like. And then everybody gets involved. And then it's like, right. oh, break out the Spice Girls album. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, of course, of course. Always break out the Spice Girls. I always, yeah. like, I always have like a few risky choices. I'll throw, I'll put on like a Fortet, like deep electronic, like just to see how yeah. people react to yeah. it. <laughs> right, right. Have you people been? People start like going outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Okay, and not it, yet. There's, um... <laughs> There's a lot of places now like building their experience around that, like that listening, yes. the listening room. Is um, that what it's called? We, we went there with you. In between days. In between days. Oh, I love it there. Um, I played there once for, um, it was like a Halloween night. I don't think it was Halloween night, but it was Halloween, Halloween season. Halloween theme. Um, yeah, that place was really cool. Um, we definitely don't have anything else like that in St. Pete no. right now. And for anyone who hasn't been that's listening, this is a very small restaurant that's almost hidden, but it's designed where you're you're supposed to be able to get up and browse their records and put something on and let it play, and it's it's a very cool idea. Yeah, it's um, a classic Japanese-style listening bar. Um, izakaya, so drinking and then bites. Um, they have a crazy sake selection with like bottles that are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, so it's very like just nice, unique. It's, it's a yeah. nice such a time. cool experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where, where else, where else around town do you, do you, where uh, am I playing? Where are you playing? Mm-hmm. I saw you just picked up a pretty major gig <laughs> yes. lately. I just, um, started a new partnership with the Don Cesar, <gasps> yes. which is so enormous like yeah. it's such a big deal i can't even pretend like it's not a big deal <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm playing there every Friday from 5 to 8 on the Sunset Deck, which is oh just my God, so gorgeous. Lovely. Yeah, that is amazing. Oh, on now. I know, content factory. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Golden hour. Yeah, so definitely. And those are the kind of gigs that I like to go for is like upscale, um, clients with deep pockets. Yeah. <laughs> and just like really photogenic opportunities and photogenic experiences like things that I'll remember things that people will feel really beautiful attending um so I play there I'm playing at Hotel Hyatt I've been playing there for about um three years and that's in Ybor City that is a gorgeous kind of Cuban themed hotel I've always wanted to go there I I know our, our other dear friend Alexia Gonzalez who was on our show once before she recently did like a big blow up of that and i was like um why have i never known this existed it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. Um, Um, rooms are amazing bar program amazing food amazing pool gorgeous like we just love it i love the staff it's awesome oh we have to go is that a regular so i'm playing there on saturday um which is the i think it's going to be the Fifth, so I don't know if this will be out yet. Oh, it, it was great. Um, <laughs> it was last weekend. I play, I play there usually about once or twice a month. Um, I play in the bar in the evening, and then sometimes I do their pool parties during the day too. <gasps> oh, yeah. Love a pool party. Love it a hotel so pool. Yes. Oh, amazing. I think that's my favorite place to be is like just in a hotel. You know, we did, we saw the most unique DJ <gasps> oh my God, poolside yes. experience. We were in Austin for our cousin's wedding mm. has been referenced on this podcast. Oh, I saw the pictures. But they, had, yeah. <laughs> so they had a DJ poolside, but then the D, next to the DJ was a, a girl playing bongos. She to had a the full beat. like Latin percussion section. Yeah. And it was all that kind of Latin house music that they were right. playing. And then she, gorgeous, stunning, like came fully, first of all, Austin in the middle of summer. Like and she was not sweating. Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just like, just took up on the bongos, had the maracas going. That's she had so the cool. little, um, I don't know what it's called. That, it's like that a vase with the shaky beads things on, on the, the outside. On the yeah. <laughs> she was, it was the coolest thing. I was mm. like, what a way, like hotel pool parties, man. Yeah. What was that? Uh, the line uh, the hotel line. in austin oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the bats the iconic mm-hmm. bats that fly mm-hmm. out from the bridge which we didn't see they did not make an appearance for us um <laughs> right next to the bats <laughs> it's directly next to the bat bridge i love that place um i lived there very briefly oh, really? for about a year yeah oh, wow. and, um, i just love austin i would definitely live there again it's just gorgeous and fun like yeah. amazing food everyone's tan and cute yes like, Music everywhere, which does get old. Music <laughs> everywhere, but also like everything is like so aesthetically pleasing there mm-hmm. to it's me. So like, cute. People like every business has like a cute logo yeah. and like everything True. is just well designed. Because yeah. I have issues here and I've brought this up <laughs> in the past. Have, yeah. We could do a whole episode on Max's issues with the logos around. We should. <laughs> so I, as the children of graphic designers, um, <laughs> we um, yeah. <laughs> like I take note of such things. And our yeah. father used to like scream at logos that he saw that were just like too many fonts, I, yep. too screamer. much clip art. Yep. Um, and it just it's like there's too many places around here. Uh, I don't want to name them in case they. Uh, we don't need to name them, shame them. We all know. Who no. They are. Yeah, yeah. And they know who they are. But, too. but they made it in paint. They took some stuff off but, Google and made it in paint. And it all looks like open clip art. Blam, blam, blam. Here you go. And it's done. So anyway, side note. Um, Austin <laughs> does it right though. Yeah, Everything's yeah. just so cute. Everything's yeah. gorgeous. And even our hotel where we stayed. All of the art in the lobby changes every six months. So they feature a new artist every six months. And I was like, what a great idea. And it's not like (laughs) a a photo of a bridge or something. Like it was like a installations. It looked like a a porcupine had been scalped. And it was nailed to the wall. It, but was, it was gorgeous. Tooth- wow, beautiful. It was toothpicks <laughs> like that you could hurt yourself on. Somebody did while we were there. They had to take it down. To take it down. <laughs> anyway, so so you mentioned living in Austin. How did you? Where are you from? And how did you find St. Pete? I'm from Atlanta. Um, I lived there for I think for so long until I was 27. Like straight up in the city, raised by a single mom. Like the whole latchkey experience city kid a little dash of drew barrymore started yeah. partying really oh, young. <laughs> but um i i'm just kind of like i don't know 
in Atlanta. Um, I don't want to be like, you know, I'm that bitch, but like kind of everybody in my community. <laughs> yes. Um, just, I bartended like at every place. Like I went out a lot. Um, yeah. And then um, I tried Austin for a little bit because I just wanted to step away from my Atlanta party life and go be out in Austin where I always really loved. Um, did that for about a year. Temporarily moved back to Atlanta, did New York for a couple of years. Wow. <laughs> where were you in New York? Um, I moved to Red Hook from Atlanta, yes. which is so remote. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they don't even Wait, have a train station. Where, where's Red Hook? Like deep Brooklyn. Very uh, south like, Brooklyn. Like south, almost, it's based right on the water, I guess. Almost, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a pier that I used to walk my dog to. Um, I hear it was the only front-facing view of the Statue of Liberty. So that was cool. Yeah, but I could never show it because nobody would ever come visit me because it's just like so remote. Like there's literally not a train station. As a guy who lived in Queens, I can vouch for that. I'm like, uh, how many trains? I'll see you in three hours. Okay, no, bye. Yeah, no. And then like Ubers would be insane. Um, And then I also lived in Ridgewood, Queens, which like kind of like Bushwick-ish, like. Just a little bit outside. I mean, it just depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Queens. It's not Brooklyn. I, I was a Queens kid, though. I love know. Queens. Yeah, but um, I love New York. I've been trying to visit more just because I miss it so much. And um, I came down here because my boyfriend is from here. And tragically, oh. his dad died of cancer. So we came down here to um, support his family and just be closer to them and, like, give his mom all of our love and be able to visit her often, which we mm. do. It's and beautiful. So that's been that's really nice. great. And um, we've been super supported by um, all the people that we've met at the place that he works at, Green Bench Brewing Company. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Green Bench is how family friendly it is. Because I don't have kids yet. But like whenever I go there and I see all the little families with their kids, I'm like, oh, I could do this. This is fun. <laughs> they all look so cute. I could drink with children. So okay. this is where I'll bring them. Okay, we're good. <laughs> it, it does have a reputation for being like the family friendly brewery, yeah. which in a way like is very traditional to a beer garden because like, you know, where beer gardens are from, like, yeah, the whole family's there. And the kids are probably drinking too. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beer honestly. From. Um, the kids, I'm not as stoked on <laughs> as Sam might be. But I do like the dogs. There's a lot, a lot of, of dogs. dogs. A lot of dogs. lot of dogs. It's super dog friendly. <laughs> and um, Mikey and I will actually be hosting an amateur dog show at Bench the next front door. Month. Samantha. What? <laughs> yes. Samantha. I have, I have a pointer and he's beautiful. And he needs to be the winner. Uh, yes. <laughs> there are no losers. <laughs> I, I would love to have this pointer be a contestant. Um, we are, we're still figuring out the categories. I think we're going to do like small, medium, large. Oh. Um, I think best costume and maybe best trick. That's our dog. We have an American Eskimo. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. He so will not cute. be competing. Um, he's not fit is he he judging he's just he's bad (laughs) so wait you're gonna do this at green bench yeah we're gonna do it at green bench the websminster stop it stop right now i okay so quick side story (laughs) um when i was in sixth grade i took it upon myself to memorize every breed of dog that was my (laughs) hobby quite (laughs) literally Our bathroom had stacks of dog encyclopedias. That's, we would go to Barnes and Noble after church every Sunday and I would buy a new dog encyclopedia. It was my hobby. And then I would have the family quiz me on if we saw a dog, like what kind of breed is it? <laughs> to this day, she's still pretty damn good at you know, it. I feel like that's a Manchester wait, Terrier. Sam, you should be one of the judges. Oh my God, I'd be honored. I'd be honest. You so good. Oh my God. We'll talk about this. After the show. Oh and we, my God. And we watch the dog show every Thanksgiving. I love the yeah, dog it's show. So I'm fun. dying. She, it's when so I, fun. T- <laughs> those books I think still exist. Somewhere, I have by one. The way. I have one at our house. that's under the coffee table still. That makes me think okay. of zoo books. Better than the bathroom. Cause that's where it was <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> it's fine (laughs) i mean off the top of your head do you have any like good dog trivia dog trivia um 
Oh goodness! Like, name every breed of dog. Like right well, now. No, I, I know that the <laughs> largest time. dog breed is the Irish Wolfhound. Oh. Much, uh, very, very regularly confused with the Scottish Deerhound. Oh. Um, but the Scottish Deerhound is slightly smaller and looks a little more like a greyhound. <laughs> My face is frozen. <laughs> that's already right. like way too much knowledge for me okay. wow i thought like so is it i'm sweating <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. sam's removing her jacket um, um would you say scooby-doo is bigger than the irish wolfhound or so no, he's a he's, he's a, a, great a, dane. He's a great dane, right? see the the that. irish wolfhounds are taller <laughs> i'm so dumb. <laughs> Great Danes look bigger because they're a little, little meatier than an. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> was Scrappy Doo related? He was his cousin. He oh, did not wait. look like a great. I thought he was a nephew. Oh, a nephew. He was a nephew. Everybody. I did not know that. I can't remember. Oh, I like I, let me look day. at Scrappy Doo. Do you think I'll Scrappy Doo had like some horrific childhood and like <laughs> Scooby had to support him? Oh, yeah. Or like parents worked a lot. That was a common trope. What do you mean they don't look. What, Sam, what are you Googling? That's what Scrappy Doo, he just Look looks like a body. puppy version of. I don't know. It's his nephew. Maybe it's a, um, <laughs> could be a bull terrier. Right. He it does have a little more of a bullish a figure. A breeding experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a. a he was, he was, yeah. oh my God. You know, a mix. The mystery like gang mix. found him in a lab and they rescued him. And he's he's a rescue. And they just told, they told him that like Scooby was his uncle to make him feel better. Oh, I'm going to go wow. with that. We and figured it out. <laughs> We're at that point in the show where they ripped the mask off. We just got there. <laughs> anyway, um, um, where were we? So we, the Websminster. Web's Very Minster. excited Web's for that. Dog show. Please um, send us a calendar invite. I will be there. Yeah, I, I think we're still working out a date for it. But yeah, that's going to be really great. So definitely... Whoever's listening to this and has a dog that they might want to enter into our amateur <gasps> dog show, yes. um, send a DM on Instagram to Green Bench's uh, account, and I feel like they will probably get you sorted because we definitely want to get some good, some good contenders. Yes. I can hear the owners of Good Intentions, gigantic <laughs> dogs right now. They have. Uh, as of this recording, four Great Danes. Speaking <laughs> oh, of Great Danes. Oh, my gosh. Four. Oh, yeah. We got to get them in the mix. Four. And then um, Jenny, the uh, one of the other owners who uh, runs Naw Dogs, the vegan hot dog plot spot, has two kind of like mixed rescues. Um, I feel like one of them's a real dog breed now. And now she's going <laughs> to... <laughs> And now you've diminished it. One of them is a rescue, it. but the other one I feel like is a is a is a real breed, and she's I'm going to hear about it. But anyway, like, it's not a mud. I paid three thousand um, dollars for this dog. <laughs> I drove across country. There's oh. only four of them. <laughs> um, oh. This is terribly exciting, and uh, I'm very excited about it. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, it just started out as like a dumb idea, and then they actually were like, "Okay, cool." When are we doing this? <laughs> so, and I'll uh, and I'll be DJing afterwards as well. That's awesome. So, yeah. I should hope so. Yes. <laughs> Playing all the dog music, dogs oh. barking, happy birthday, and Christmas song. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> dogs barking, uh, Dua Lipa songs. <laughs> oh my. recently that that um bananas records is that what it's called bananas mm -hmm. records is like the biggest record store in the country so is it the country parentheses asterisk collection collection right. because okay. they have a huge offsite correct me if i'm wrong here True. they have a huge offsite storage that you can oh, wow. technically visit yes. yeah but it's not the store itself is already huge i mean mm -hmm. it is a gigantic store Mm -hmm. But I believe it's they combine their collection. They have one of the biggest collections of vinyl for sale in the country. Wow. Well, so I think it's on a, their window, it says in the world. 
But I think also it's kind of one of those cheeky kind of Ripley's, believe it or not. Like the world's biggest Like we dare you to stop driving and come (laughs) find out. There are so (laughs) many record stores that claim to be the biggest record store. And it's like, okay, square footage, collection, like Mm -hmm. how many titles they have. Because they have three locations that you can shop. Um they have the retail store, three. which we all know. know yeah. And then there's the off-site warehouse, which is not organized, not cleaned, like not considered quote unquote retail ready. So you can browse that, but it's not, you know, they're, they might be filthy. There could be mold. There could be mm. whatever. And they'll price it for you on the spot because there's literally no telling what you will find. I feel like Max um, wants to go to there. I is, want to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. They have like amazing old stereo equipment. Whenever anybody asks me where to buy a record player, I say if you are down to buy something that isn't brand new, go there because they have tons of turntables, um, receivers, amps, uh, stereo equipment of all kinds, speakers uh, that is all used and ready to go. You can test it on the spot and um I just like buying things secondhand. I think they look cooler. I do too. Like My, every time I need to buy stereo equipment, I get it from the thrift store. Also, there's something like I have an old receiver, um, like an old Pioneer. And there is something about the weight of that knob. <laughs> when I turn it on, it's like. It's beautiful. And all the dials go. I'm like, you just, they don't yeah. do that anymore. It's no, so cool. Touch screens suck. Yeah. <laughs> I do have my my turntable is an Audiotronica only because back in New York, we didn't have room for an actual setup. But I was mm-hmm. like, I am insistent on spinning. And I do like yeah. that it has a Bluetooth. That is so useful. Yeah. Because back there, like, again, like we couldn't really put big speakers in. Also, we were in a tiny mm. one bedroom apartment and all of our neighbors would hate me if I yeah. you know, hooked up two giant speakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. But with that, you can like Bluetooth like a little Bose stand speaker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was perfect for us. But now I'm like, oh, we got a house now. Yeah. We, we got a shelf. And a pool. And you can have your own. I'll come play the bongos. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Jada's going to DJ. You're going to play the bongos. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have rhythm. but It's no. done. Pool party. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It is kind of beautiful that how the world comes full circle. Because we went from like, how many songs can we get on the smallest device to like now this resurgence of of people wanting to collect vinyl and play and, records and new it's vinyl. like everyone's yeah. like whoa let's just appreciate how simple this can really be yeah. <laughs> well and like there's now again thankfully an appreciation for quality mm-hmm. and how music is recorded and documented and i love seeing so like pretty much now every new major artist yeah, is putting almost, out almost everything it seems like I got the last um, Beyonce Renaissance that yeah. Daddy Cool had. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I don't know if you, I don't think you were there that day, but I went in there and I was like, a friend that I worked with, we were all like, we're all, you know, good intentions. It's just like a queer haven. And like, we always put on Beyonce after we close. Um, and when we're open, um, (laughs) (laughs) but we were talking about like, there was this like crazy wait list to get on the vinyl and there was the whole like mystique that she was editing the album in real time while it was already out on Spotify because, um, the, uh, you know, there was the whole drama with the Khalees sample. I don't know if right. you heard about that. Yeah, like, yeah, where they had to remove that. Um, and then there was like a lyric that there they was a lyric. And like yeah. as it was going, they were changing in real time the, the songs. But the original vinyl pressing had. It is what it is. It is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. So instantly, as soon as all that went out, that became super like valuable. And everybody right. was trying to get it and Ultimate order it. Ultimate treasure hunt. It was sold out everywhere. And somebody I worked with was like, you know, Daddy Cool had a couple of those, <laughs> and I don't think yeah. people know about it. <laughs> yeah. I went the next day, and I got the last one, and oh. it sure enough has the Khalees sample on it. That's yeah. incredible. It's it, it's a fun. I, I there. It's just I love hearing new music on a vinyl. There's yeah. just you don't get that thrill streaming, and like I don't know, like just the f- 
the whole like tactileness of it is so important to like what makes it good and what makes it something that you do want because like it's fun to open up a record and like it might be a gatefold and like it opens up to this huge picture that you haven't seen on it has like a i would say five by three fold out poster oh wow yeah on both sides and only the person that has the record has Has that that. Mm -hmm. like and it that's not the same as you know your phone um Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's so fun and like you know maybe you like roll up a little joint or something or pour yourself a glass of wine and then you just kind of like dive into these graphics that an artist worked really hard on. Like, I just remember like everybody talking about like getting records back in like the 60s and 70s and 80s and like how sitting down, like cross-legged on the floor and listening to the record while you look at the album cover like was such a big part of it Mm -hmm. and like that silent moment with the art. You do, I I didn't even really think about it in the visual sense, but you're absolutely right because you you open it, you immediately put it on because you need to listen to it. But then like there's a whole companion book and Mm -hmm. and there is, there's real art that goes into it that you definitely don't appreciate on your phone. You see a tiny icon and then you move about your day. Like you have to sit and appreciate it when you're listening to a vinyl and it's, it's a beautiful experience. And for those of us who appreciate graphic design, like I know y'all do, like, yeah, you're just kind of like, I wish more stuff looked like this, you mm-hmm. know? And um, Judging all the fonts in every exactly. booklet. And everything is so intentional because it's so permanent and not like something that can just be deleted as soon as it gets canceled. Like, it's just Exactly. There. It, it is there. It is a hard yeah. thing in mm-hmm. your hand. And there are plenty of album covers that, like, are worthy of being canceled and probably have been and, like... I have them all, all in them. my living yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's some good disco disco covers <laughs> out there. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, like how like modesty and what's acceptable and what isn't just changes throughout the times, and it's all fleeting. Mm-hmm. Comes know? and goes. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What should we be doing with all of our CDs? Um, Well, (laughs) there's actually a huge market for CDs. Is there? There is. There's a huge resale market for CDs. And even when I was working at the record store, people are still buying new CDs. Are they? Yeah. I had the thought the other day because I got a new car and I was cleaning out my old car, which had a CD player. The new cars don't have CD players. And I had to pull out... Um, from my center console, this collection of mixed CDs Max has made me over the years, and I cannot get rid of them. I mean, no, not just mixed CDs like you burned me Beyonce, you burned me Nicki Minaj. I oh, found no, in no, no, there. No, 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 no. These are like you put them together. You're wearing yeah. them for for years. Sleeve. That was like my gift to yes. people because no. I would people spend look forward to that days mm-hmm. plotting out like how the arc went from mm-hmm. here yes. and there was a theme from this yes, song to yeah. that song and oh. who it was for and I loved doing that and again yeah. like you kind of get that with playlists now but it's yeah, not quite it's the not same. The same it's not the same because when it's you're driving not. and you've got the CD in like my favorite still is the one you made Midnight on I-95 <laughs> That's, and it was like oh. a road trip CD I have translated that upload that I have translated that to Spotify oh, oh that's good and I actively add to it it's it's basically nighttime driving songs yeah. that were designed to keep us awake like on long long yeah. drives because we would go back and forth to New York a lot when I lived there in cars and yeah I'm so glad I'm glad you brought I know. that up because I still I still have them and I was like I was literally I brought this bag of things out to the new car to put it in and I did not I was like I don't have a CD player oh, in here I can't mine. even keep them in my car <laughs> Yeah, um, I think like the mix CDs, like the handmade mix CDs, what to do with those. Oh, it's so special. Play them. Play them wherever you can. Like maybe even like order a little $15 boombox off of Target just to play by the pool or something. Because like you can't relive that in any other way. No, and there was. You can't get a mix CD back. And there was so much art that even went into that because now we can build a playlist. But what can we do that in like 
10 minutes you can build a playlist but to like yeah. you not only would max make the cd in this perfect order but then he would break out the silver and gold sharpies oh, yeah. and completely decorate the front of the cd <laughs> and like there would always be like an inside joke or like some yeah. vulgar thing well oh, because i'd always also throw in like a movie quote or something like a some clip yeah. i downloaded from That's something what you yeah did yeah in the in that time uh. and um i do not get that same feeling when i make a playlist online i just don't and i'm trying to get better about making playlists because people ask me for them but it's not the same feeling at all. Also, you know they're skipping around. Like a lot of our Spotify or whatever we're using is already on that shuffle mode. Mm-hmm. But like putting in a CD or putting on a record and just letting it play, not messing with yeah. it, that's special. I yeah. Think. I think now like playlist building for me is now more just like a general feeling mm-hmm. rather than, you know, a thought out list. Yeah. I, you know, if I hear something new, I'm like, oh, this fits my... my poolside disco vibe like when like when i went through my last breakup and max sent me a playlist that said (laughs) fuck up some bitches and it was a picture of his cat as the cover i'd still try i still mildred i still have it on my saved it was like you could still kind of have fun with with a playlist i love that playlist i still listen thanks to spotify um yeah like i feel like a playlist like i'm putting together like kind of a mood like oh you get the idea but when i was making a burnt CD or a mixtape, which I made so many of. I'm like, I'm saying mm-hmm. something very specific. And if you miss it, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Because you've only got 18 to 20 songs right. to like, say whatever you got to say. I'm not being vague, so listen closely. Because yeah. <laughs> the message is there. <laughs> I, I do have to say that I miss my iPod. I miss my iPod too. Mm. And I was yeah. never an Apple person also, by the way. I'm a I'm an Android through I and through. I try to subtly <laughs> tell Max still once in a while it's time. It is but. time. <laughs> yeah. I I just I'm I'm I'm, I'm You're a contrarian. Through and through. Through and through it's just what I know and what I love. Anyway, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah. But I will say Apple definitely got it right with the iPod. Oh, this Nobody, again, simplicity with those original iPod iPods. This is coming from somebody who had a Zoom. Yeah, I was about to say, were you a Zoom guy? <laughs> <laughs> did. did you have a Winamp player? Well, I, oh my wow. god! Skin. Oh, I haven't thought of skin yet. Oh my god! I could sit and watch Windows Media Player <laughs> as the Real Housewives. Like that was I, I could just go through on that journey all day long but no the ipod was the best mp3 player that ever was and i miss and love spotify um (laughs) i miss the itunes shop i miss like how like the interface of shopping Mm -hmm. for music because it was sort of like you were thumbing through i was also the person that used to go to the virgin megastore in new york when Mm -hmm. that was a thing Mm -hmm. like this was my entertainment i would go to the virgin megastore and it was open 24 hours. So, I, you know, whatever. In Times Square. Two in the morning yeah. in Times Square. And I would, um, they had the scanner that you could pick up any CD and you could scan it and listen to it. That's cool. Hours of my day, hours of my night, I would just get stacks of CDs and just go listen and listen and sample. And then I'd like, okay, these are throwaways. These are coming back. These are maybes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like I remember being, I feel like I remember telling our mom like are we just gonna leave him like it's taking forever I could, I could if, I, if if no one stopped me I could yeah. stay there all day just listening I was the same way like yeah just any like I just remember back in the day there were so many little 15 minute snippets of things yeah Hit and clips? I loved those snippets <laughs> just everywhere there was a snippet there was a little snippet I loved a sample I love a sample of a music I loved yeah. I would just listen or all day brushes that played music I <laughs> what I was that thing that. in Target where you would push Whoa. on the square oh. and it, it was like a soundscape the, or something yeah <laughs> like was a gre- that? Gregorian chant yes. <laughs> your Mood CDs. Yes. And like, I, I mean, I remember, I do the remember first that. Now that's what I call music. Yes, I had a bunch of nows. Oh, God. Now was good. You, Sam, had, I think, the first now. Yeah, I collected them you collected for a while. collected them for a while. I was like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mainstream music. I know. Okay. Basic. I, <laughs> I was that. I was that. I was like, I'll make my own kid. now. Meanwhile, he's just listening to Spice Girls and Madonna. <laughs> like he <laughs> We did get I remember when we got that stamper that you could print a CD label and stamp oh, your oh own God, label and you had to have that thing lined up perfectly or it was ruined you had to start well, all over thanks to graphic designer parents <laughs> we had the software yeah. to design the cd label so that, that you could amazing. stamp it perfectly but inevitably that got stuck in whatever you were playing the cd on yeah yeah because it was just a paper sticker. <laughs> What was your favorite um, illegal music downloading site? Um, always and forever Soul Seek. Oh, Souls, that's a highly deep recommend. Cut. People still use it. Wow. I, I don't, but I'm considering going back because it has stood the test of time. I was always able to find like the rare stuff that I was looking for. Like obviously when I started out illegally pirating music i did napster of course limewire was always a fail oh my always God. a fail i could never really figure that one out mm-hmm. but like napster was king it was only good did. for like the crazy frog remix of like, frog. Yeah. get the and party like, started you know, jelly time. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we sat there looking at all the versions trying to decipher which one was the virus that was going to take down the family i watched in real time our dad's computer pro like no i know this one says xxx (laughs) (laughs) this one says xxx pamela anderson (laughs) boobs limp biscuit (laughs) i can't believe we were allowed to do that and then you always you finally thought like you had the good one and like you'd hear the song play and then all of a sudden it'd be like, I did not have sexual relations oh with that God. woman, or it would just be but like I did download my music. Or, like it was yeah. like, oh chopped God. and screwed. No, it was so <laughs> embarrassing or like some very, very like amateur remix oh. of a well-known song or just like oh, yeah. a mashup that literally did not exist. That was just two songs playing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you ever use the pirate bay? When no. when torrents when torrents so, were a thing that torrents are when I got out of the game because I just I think I was just too drunk like by that, then I was like twenty <laughs> years old like yeah. torrents were wild because you could download whole albums right well, I remember that's how everyone did movies yeah like oh I got you the could, a Pirate Bay Twilight yeah. or something. I would. I got like the entire Beatles collection off like a torrent one time. In, like thirty and I was seconds. Like, How this is wrong. I feel. I feel like I'm committing a crime doing this. But I don't know. Like I just feel like pirating music is such a big part of our culture as millennials. Like, yeah. yeah, it it was because we were like the last people to probably like record songs off of the radio, or you know, obviously like the peer to peer sharing that we did on Napster and everything. And then also like we, I mean, I still have memories of recording things onto VHS and like mm-hmm. there was so much sharing and dubbing and CD burning and like it's part of the culture it's I mean part yeah. of the culture. obviously we want the artists to make their money but uh, I wonder what the last song we all illegally downloaded was that we didn't wow. know was our last there song was there was a, a last, last song, song for all of us God, wow, I wish I knew I don't know <laughs> it's probably a crazy frog remix it's probably like terrible it was whatever made us say Fuck this. Yeah, exactly. doing it, anymore. it was Not whatever. Worth it. <laughs> I know because I uh, spent a fair amount of money on music on iTunes. Like I was I was really like, I'm gonna do this the right way. I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy this music. I'm gonna buy this. Well, it felt buy... so modern. Yeah. Like it, this is now. And a dollar twenty nine for like a new release song, you know, was there was a ninety nine cents it was a dollar twenty nine song. I was like, I'm I'm I I own this. Yeah. Uh, this is my purchase. Was that or the like 120 disc CD booklet in your fucking passenger <laughs> oh seat? Oh my gosh. 
Um, that was like, like eventually would like stick because yes. you would leave it in the heat yes. and you're like, well, that's. Right. I think I finally got up to six of those and I had to. Fine. Oh, I think then I then was. CDs. Oh, you knew. There's a photo Again. of me with mine curated. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Max's favorite photos of me. This is. I snuck a picture of Sam when I don't know. You were probably in like high school at this. No, point. that Maybe was middle, middle school. school. I'm laying by our mom's pool yeah. with my big CD case. With her big CD case yeah. and her Walkman headphones and a towel over her head. I mean, this Just, is such a like timestamp. <laughs> that's a timestamp right there. It is. Because yeah. when when you traveled, anywhere you traveled, you had to like allow for your CD cases. Yeah, yeah no, like, I remember going like, on vacation and being like, "What CDs am I gonna bring?" And like, it, so it's, it was oh, a thing. It's a ski trip. Oh, which jacket am I not bringing yeah. because my CDs have to fit in Even this just bag? Walking around school, like you've got your textbooks in there, and then you've got one of those. So you're like, no wonder yeah. we have back no, problems. Really. And like that's why we had those like big baggy pants with a cargo pocket. Like. I needed to put my discman in one. You needed the Walkman. Six CDs in the other. Exactly. <laughs> like, I need my, like, three Alkaline Trio CDs. It saves a day. taking back Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And each, like, page, I, I, you, did you thoughtfully, like, oh, yeah. lay yeah. out, like, Please. by color and by, uh, by tone? Yeah. By and when you got, like, three new CDs, you had to rewrite the whole everything. thing. It yeah. ruined. <laughs> I, to this day, always kept um, my favorite CD in the front, and it was Kinky, which is like oh, weird wow, hot, hot take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, thanks to a listening station at a Borders bookstore. <gasps> yes. Discovered Kinky. It was an employee pick. Mexican. <laughs> it, it was one of the five on the thing. And... Um, it uh, they're like a you know, Mexican rock, uh, Mexican rock electronic band. It's like five. I don't. Know, the, the number of people in the band changes all the time, but and they're still touring. To, uh, they're still performing. Oh to my this day. gosh, that's so so funny because I always like Max. To me, was always like he had the coolest music taste. Like he knew. I like knew now. <laughs> now was my. I and I knew what I knew, but. Um, I remember him always playing kinky and it's funny you're saying now that they were like nobody because like to me they were a big deal like they might have as well have been like a massive touring artist because Max just nonstop played them and I was like I, oh my god they must be a big deal like great driving music too and they were in like commercials and yeah. like TV oh, yeah. shows they were on Nip Tuck I mean, which also best money. TV soundtrack yeah, ever oh my god. ever put together that show was insane <laughs> I loved that show. There, oh, see, did you have that CD, by the way? No, but I, I specifically remember like <laughs> all the music from it. That they they released a CD that was a single play mix. Oh, cool. um, I think it was Gabriel and Dresden. I could be wrong. Oh my god, I haven't heard that. They did a full like mix, like non not continuous play yeah, for the show. I'm I like, love that. that's a hard take for a TV show to do, and it was I. Still listen to it. I loved that yeah. song, that show's theme song. It was so good. <laughs> so stupid. Make me beautiful. Oh my gosh, I hear it now. I remember it. It's like a perfect mind. Sam just oh. saw a light. I was like, like, oh my, well, I haven't thought about that in so long. That show was so funny. And it was like, I feel like it was one of the first shows kind of in that era where like the storyline just got crazier and crazier and yeah. crazier until you were like you know what this is stupid well that was like one of the first ryan murphy shows he like really kind of cut his teeth on that show it was and now so edgelord we didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> that we would be subject to his whims for the next 20 years <laughs> God, you're creepy. um, oh. um yeah, Kinky Kinky was always a favorite. Also, one of the best concerts to this day I've ever seen, and it was in Ebor. Okay, um, yeah. I forget what the venue was called at the time, but I think it's the Ritz now. But it was something else. But oh yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. energy was insane. Speaking of like Latin percussion, they had like the entire back of the stage was just percussion, and they just jumped around the stage and played for their lives. It was amazing. Wow, oh, cool. Do you 
want before to tell we go, it. yeah. yeah. You want to tell us about your cocktail? <laughs> before we go, because I almost always forget. I yeah. Speaking of musicians, um, at the restaurant, uh, we recently started doing this like thing because we're normally closed on Tuesdays. So we decided to soft launch opening on Tuesday by doing like a TikTok Tuesday promotion. Oh. So like we're not doing our full menu. We're not doing like full dining service. It's just kind of like some fun snacks and then like food and drinks that have been TikTok trends. So we did like a a, a hot dog stuffed inside of a pickle with a corn dog mm. fried thing and then they posted one that I really wanted to eat instantly which was like the it's like a smash burger on a tortilla oh, it was a, a cheeseburger taco. cheeseburger taco a big oh taco. my god that, that looks so good. good they were good <laughs> i'm happy to say we'll probably be doing those for the whole month of august yeah. on, oh, good. on tuesdays only but okay. yeah good to know um so i was like i was like i don't know what to do for drinks because like tiktok drink trends are either like super niche like hardcore bartenders doing weird stuff or it's like something blue that somebody it's made in their backyard. You would never drink. Yeah. Like yeah. Some of the TikTok bartenders, I'm like, oh, this is gross. Okay. So I was like, why? Did you hear just another side note? Did you what? hear that trend with Gen Z and um, the blackout <laughs> rage gallon, a Borg? <laughs> no, but I don't you know. You just if said Gen a series of words. I, I <laughs> have no idea what they I'm going to explain this to you really quickly. So Gen Z has decided that in college and in your younger drinking years, the safest way to drink is you get a giant gallon jug and fill it with vodka or your liquor of choice okay. and then so far, so mix good. in some sort of juice and then like an electrolyte powder, I think is in there. And then instead of showing up to like a tailgate with, hoping there's like a random keg, they bring this and they call it their Borg, their blackout rage gallon. And Oh, that's an anagram. <laughs> okay. I just Borg. Blackout so, rage gallon. I have seen wait, this. So wait, and they, I kind of they drink get they it. just it's theirs, their it's own. Their thing. own yeah. and they keep the top on it. And yep. it's actually kind of smart. Yeah. Even though it, you probably get wasted, but at least you're not getting roofied. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's the I, whole I point. I definitely am down with bringing your own anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think post-COVID, we should all gallon? have our own everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. so that is exactly something that I've seen um, when I was in my early <laughs> 20s um, in Puerto Rico. I visited some friends there, and my friends who are locals would get a gallon of baby water. They said it had to be baby water. You know, when you go to the grocery store and the, ga- and the oh, water, there's baby I water. I always wondered, I always wondered what right. that was. Yeah. So they're like, you get the baby water. It has to be the baby water. You pour half of it out. The other half you fill with white rum and then you pour a bunch of crystal light or electrolyte flavor drinks. And that is what they would drink on the beach all day. So wow. sounds kind of like the same thing to yeah, me. Yeah, sounds they, like they it. Knew it. Then now Gen Z knows it. I don't know how that would translate to a drink special at Good So not like um, jungle juice that you built in the sink in the kitchen no, and just no scooped a little bit out. <laughs> it's it's Hope the, for the gallon. Best. It's You're the making gallon. your own mini sink, right? It is Got like it. your own mini sink. I could have. Okay, I sorry for that. I could have had this um, the whole time and not had to drink <laughs> out of somebody's sink. Oh, cool. <laughs> but anyway, a back to your cocktail. The black oh, yeah. So anyway, I was kind of like not sure what to do. And then um, Jesus, my husband, was like, you should do that uh, Cardi B drink that she did. And I was like, perfect. Because <laughs> there was this trend for a while on TikTok of people making this like Brazilian lemonade. Yeah. And like all the like food people were making it. And I was like, I didn't really catch on until I saw Cardi B make her version of it. And there's something about her tact in the way she she really approaches her like cooking and drink making as if it was like a Food Network camera. Yeah, like she is really is actually funny. trying to like instruct in these videos. She is a teacher. She She's, is. I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, she is. Um, so basically at its core it's it's first of all not a lemon to be found in brazilian lemonade a learn limon. that real quick it's a limon lime which we call okay that was a sentence um uh so but what's hilarious is you have to you she throws like 
whole limes into yeah, a blender. That part of the video really got me. I was like, she's chucking whole ass limes. Whole limes. But I mean skin. That's the recipe. The skins are off. No, there's, no, there's skins on them. Because you want are that they? super tartness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I thought she skinned. You throw the whole thing. Well, she used zest some of the zest, oh. but it still goes into the drink. Wow. Um, Whole limes. And then in her measurement, it's two cups, which are red solo cups of water. <laughs> right. Yeah. She says two cups, like a measurement, but then she means like two, two red like 16 solo ounce cups. cups. <laughs> Pours it. Then you, you blend it for 30 seconds. And like some of it doesn't get in the blender. No, not at all. Blend for 30 seconds. And then she does a whole dance routine while it's blending. She twerks. twerks. Or as she says, 30 seconds, bitch. Um, <laughs> and then you have to strain all that out because it's a whole fruit. Oh. And then you mix in sweetened condensed milk to this, a whole can of it. So I was trying to think, is there another beverage or way that we just drink sweetened condensed milk? Do we do that? We typically don't Thai drink tea. Thai tea. Thai tea. Thai tea. Is that tea. sweetened condensed milk? Some recipes are. Mm, I didn't know that. And um, A lot of places don't do that but yes and um sometimes in certain pina coladas a lot of pina coladas are vegan but some of them some really creamy ones mm-hmm. do have that oh yeah she There's, says it's gonna be creamy bitch it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> and it certainly is it's like so i made because we're a vegan restaurant i made a um i condensed coconut milk into like a sweetened coconut and then, yeah, I had to like kind of mixology a little bit. I had to like do my own thing. Um, so I mixed that in and then Is I your, added. Sorry, your mixology showing. My mixology showing. Um, um, you put on a leather apron. I, <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, to this day, cannot. I cannot with the aprons. No. I'm, I would rather. Bartender over mixologist forever. Dirty yeah. a shirt than wear an apron. I can't. First of all, they hurt my neck. I don't like an apron. <laughs> Your back hurts from all those ZD cases. Diva over mixologist. Um, um, but yeah, it's just like, it's literally just blended limes with water and sweetened condensed milk. So I just added rum and vodka, actually. It's because too much rum was like kind of too strong and Mm. sweet and only vodka. There wasn't enough flavor. So I found some happy medium and and uh, this is it. And then you put whipped cream on top and that's that's the thing. I can only have one of them, I would say. I don't think I could just sit and pound these. Very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like a key lime pie Mm -hmm. in liquid form. I love it. I love tart things. Uh, <laughs> and I think that the the coconut cream like cuts the acidity of the lime perfectly because since it is a whole ass lime, like <laughs> not only is it tart, but there is the bitterness of the rind too. So the, the condensed milk or coconut cream is vital. Mm-hmm. Vital. It's so good. I feel like it has enough enough calories that um like if i forgot to eat and i was on a boat or oh you're night, good like i'd be good like it, yeah. it could carry me through the day because it's so calorie heavy yeah <laughs> like yeah. I, I could just have like some chips and i'd still be rocking yeah yeah everybody i made one for when we did it uh had one loved it and they were like i'm gonna have a beer now uh, <laughs> but that's the magic of tiktok um, I love the idea of TikTok too. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna I'll keep, keep it going out now. We're gonna keep it going for yeah. If Maybe you, even uh, submit some of my own. Recipes. If you see, yeah, because we're we're looking to play around. So if you see either drinks or food that are just ridiculous that you think also could do well as a vegan substitute. Have you seen the pasta salad in the in the cooler? <laughs> What? <laughs> going around. It's this, what? It's this kind of like all American country. <laughs> country like recipe mom that is like how i feed my family of 16 and she's just like kind of pouring pasta salad into oh my <laughs> an god igloo cooler. <laughs> i'm sorry i should have brought it up <laughs> so we're but, just gonna uh, wheel a cooler around the restaurant and just like, shovel yeah, it onto people's like plates pasta, <laughs> like two things of duke's mayonnaise like just baby carrots not even cut up like <laughs> oh my god like, just like Packets of cherry tomatoes. Oh my god! Uh, I do That's feel like trend. there's um, you know, if the cooler's clean, maybe there's a fun presentation there to theme Stop. party. I've, I've, been seeing, I've been seeing these moms um, 
get filling a kiddie pool with tortilla chips <gasps> and then throwing oh, nacho cheese yeah. and beans I've on I've seen it. those oh, the nacho my. trends are the like pool. on the countertop or like yeah, in a table. Right. No, 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 like no. The no. kids love it. Yeah. Anyway, them so kids can clean it up. Yeah, I feel like good intentions is a little bit maybe after dark. After no, bad intentions. Bad intentions. That's that's Come the speakeasy that we all. Tub. That's the speakeasy that lives in all of our heads. Like right. we all pretend like above the bar. There's like a secret bar that's called bad intentions. Oh my, oh my god. god! One day we're gonna make that's that. That's where real. everyone eats out of a trough. <laughs> but we have like it's an ongoing inside joke at work. Like if we ever see, see some like weird drink or like some recipe, we're like, oh, that'd be perfect at bad intentions. Oh, like that. <laughs> was that like the hot dog Bloody Mary? Yeah. I feel like that oh. was very bad intentional. You know, people thought that, that that was an April Fool's joke and people thought that that was I real. Thought it was and real. like people wanted it. I like some it people wanted it. I'm surprised that you didn't batch a couple of those. No. To serve. It was awful. <laughs> it was hot but dog you know, water. People would have ordered it just for the video. Oh, yeah. Well, the, it, we the our gram? first TikTok Tuesday mm-hmm. proved that yes, people will order anything we put on Instagram pretty much. <laughs> I can't wait to find some TikToks to send you. Yes, please do. Jada, thank you so this much so for coming. This was so fun. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. It's been so much fun unpacking <laughs> We went on a journey as always. The music journey. I know. I never know where this is going to lead. But my God, what I a, was scared, but I just enjoyed oh talking about anything and everything with yes. you guys. Kinda, and kinda we ended ended with the cooler <laughs> pasta salad. Yeah, and I I love it. Listeners, be on the lookout for TikTok Tuesday. Yes. Good intentions and, and catch, the Webstminster dance. Webstminster. Yes. And catch Free Jada up. at the Dancesar okay. on Fridays now. Come on, girl. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll see, see you, you next, next week. week.